For 17 years, Joseph Barbera struggled to get his biblical project produced. While not religious, Barbera was always drawn to the power, wonder, and majesty of religion. Finally, his straight-to-VHS series was released. That was The Greatest Adventure, Stories from the Bible, and this is Godzilla's! Hello, everybody, and welcome to Godfellas, the small group that's going back in time. I'm Mr. Zach. I'm Miss Hannah Barbera. Oh, that's so good. I'm Pastor Jimmy. It was, that's so good. It's right there. Mm. Well, tonight we'll be talking about the Hannah Barbera property. Uh, the, proper, no, the greatest adventure <laughs> stories from the Bible, which, uh, Fun fact, this was, uh, we recorded the first episode of Godfellas ever. The first, like, ever recording we did was a trial episode to see if the show would work about a different, uh, episode of, uh, Greatest Adventures. And it's always, it's one I've always wanted to come back to, but, uh. And now one? we're here. It was yeah. the, it was the Christmas one we did because it was around Christmas time and I liked it and everybody else, like, hated it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I have to, like, wait until. I, I maybe know why I like this so much or find other like-minded individuals. But uh, yeah, before we get into that, though, I'm talking a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to introduce our wonderful, amazing guest. He is a very talented actor. He's really good at reading Shakespeare. He's very funny. Um, he's a very, very, very talented man. Stop. And he is the host of a podcast called Two Starving Artists. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Gabe Chandler. One of two hosts, actually. Uh, it was so Two Starving Artists. Uh, it's a podcast that literally just launched. So little shameless self-promotional plug. Uh, we are yep. on our first two episodes are up on Spotify right now. And they're very two good. Starving Artists podcast. Episode three will be going live tomorrow. Uh, so please give us a check out. Give us a follow. It's me and my best friend, Brooke. Uh, she was the one who came up with the idea for it. Basically, we uh, we both went to college together. Uh, we both love working together and we wanted more excuses to do creative projects together. We were both theater majors, film majors. We did a lot of acting together. We did some production work together. Uh, and so this podcast is essentially kind of our I don't want to call it a love letter yet to the life of a uh, up and coming artist actor mm. uh, in Atlanta, but we're basically just kind of we talk about current events. We hit we uh, play games, a uh, little sneak peek right now. Episode three, uh, Brooke walks me through a game of uh, Kiss, Mary Kill for Broadway musicals, Ooh, um, uh, Broadway and off Broadway. And it got it got kind of hard <laughs> for some of the choices there at the end. Um, but uh, we have a lot of fun. It's basically just our excuse to work on something together. Um, we're hoping that, you know, maybe it'll become something someday. But regardless, we're having a great time uh, recording together. So it's myself, Gabe Chandler, uh, and Brooke Butterworth, two starving artists podcast on Spotify, episode three going up tomorrow, uh, which will be nice. to date this podcast, uh, <laughs> June 3rd. Nice. So two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's cool. I was listening to the. the so two weeks ago, two there'll the be five. Yeah. yeah. So as of the release of this, this Sorry, recording, Zach. episode five will be going live. So that'll be. You'll, you'll have even more to listen to. There you yeah, go. So Good much. So much. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Zach. You can continue. Yeah, it's okay. No, I was listening to it uh, earlier today when I was waiting for traffic court to start via Zoom. Oh. And uh, it, it really took my mind off what I was about to, to, to go through. But so, Gabe, as a believer, does that have an impact on your acting at all? It does. Which I know it's a loaded question. Yeah, so. just a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> it does because that's another part of myself that I have to mm. take into account when 
when empathizing with the character that I'm trying to portray or the character that I'm thinking about going out and auditioning for to portray. Because one right. one of the best pieces of advice that I ever was given as an actor um, is if you can't empathize with the character, then you shouldn't play the character. If you can't yeah. understand why the character is doing what they're doing, or at least, you know, in in your own mind as you're doing your research, as you're doing your preparation, um, if you can't come up with any reasons as to why your character is doing what you're doing, you should not play the character. And so yeah. it's my faith. It, it it It's part of that. So it's another part of myself that I have to take into account when I'm going out for these, these roles. It informs what roles that I'll go out for even. You know, I don't mm. want to act in something that will compromise my witness. I don't want to act in something that will... Um, you know, be glorifying something that I don't agree with. Mm. And so that can, that can take a lot of things off the table, uh, potentially, sure. but like it, you're, but as you're going out and as you're auditioning, um, you're able to pick and choose what you go out yeah. for. So yeah. it's not so much like whatever comes my way, I'm auditioning for it regardless. And then turning it down dramatically as if I get something that I don't agree <laughs> with, but no, it's, um, so yeah, it, it informs those various aspects. Um, you know, it informs my behavior on set. It informs my behavior, um, you know, around the crew and around my fellow actors. So it's 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 a big part of it. You know, in in a lot of small ways, if that makes sense. It's a lot of small little influence and pieces that come together into one. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense. It's it's interesting. It almost it reminds me I was um in an acting class one time and we had to like come up with just a character. Like come up with a character. Make someone up. Like not someone who's already like from a show, but just make up a character. And the first question was, What does your character think about God? And I was mm -hmm. like, Well well, they don't. <laughs> and I remember the person really getting like bent out of shape on like, you know, well, why not? I was like, it's not important to the story. And they're like, but it should be like important to your character. I was like, what if I'm not playing a Christian character? So I think it's like, there's such a fine line between like, I can only do like faith-based and religious stuff. And then, you know, there's, I think it's interesting. There's so many, like, I think layers of how being spiritual people impacts how we view media. Like, for instance, when I saw Uncut Gems, I was just like, this is like a modern day parable about like, if you live this kind of lifestyle, this is what happens at the end, you know? And there's there's so many movies that I watch like that. And I'm like, this really helped my faith. And it's like, I'm sure that wasn't the, the director's ambition. But I mean, I like what you said about like, it's a lot of small ways that really uh, makes the impact. While surveying the site of some ancient ruins, Two young archaeologists, Derek and Margot, and their nomad friend, Moki, find themselves trapped and sinking in a whirling pool of sand. And when the dust settles, they stare up in awe at a vast chamber filled with giant relics and artifacts from another civilization. And there, at the far end of the cavern, a door with a strange inscription. All who enter these portals pass through time. The greatest adventure stories from the Bible. So, uh, Jimmy and Hannah, had you ever heard of this property or no? Yeah, so, no, I have not. The first exposure I had to this was uh, a few months ago when... Zach and I went to his sister's house and he was showing his niece and I mean like she was mesmerized by the show like fully captivated she was six at the time yeah so like but you know me I just I never seen it. I was very surprised um to hear it was a Hanna-Barbera show because when I was younger there was a when we had really good cable <laughs> uh, um, when I was in like early middle school, there was a network called Boomerang. Yes. I think yes. it's still around. Yes, yes. it is, thankfully. <laughs> um, but especially then, I don't know if it shows more current stuff now, but especially then, I mean, it was like Scooby Doo, the monkeys, mm. like all that very old, like the Jetsons, the Flintstones, very 60s, 70s 
children's television. Yes. So yes. I would watch that like a lot. Um, but no, I, I guess I was surprised because I felt like I knew, oh, I knew, I knew everything <laughs> they put out. But uh, no, this sure. was my first um, full watch through. Nice. And uh, Jimmy, you said no knowledge of this at all. No, not until you sent the, the text out and you got me hooked at that opening. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. And, and Gabe, what about what about you? I had not heard of this one. I was also kind of surprised to learn that it was a Hanna-Barbera IP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that it's straight to VHS makes a little bit more sense, but like, yeah, <laughs> I'm familiar with a lot of similar stuff. Like a lot of the, the, so like I grew up in Kentucky and nice. it wasn't until I got much older that I learned that a lot of PBS content was hyper-regionalized. Um, yeah. So we would go, my family yeah. would go on vacation to visit my grandparents in Florida and we'd turn on PBS there and you would get like adventures from the book of virtue. I don't know if you guys remember that or have heard oh. of that. <laughs> Um, yes. But it gave yes. me kind of similar vibes to that. Um, Interest. Yeah. So okay. it's, I've seen, so like, you know, growing up in a Christian household, it gave me some of that vibes or like, what was it? The story keepers. I don't know if you guys have yeah. watched yep. those. Yeah. Yep. So that, mm-hmm. that's, that's another deep cut. Um, <laughs> or even the, the adventures and Odyssey cartoons, the, like it, it gave me yeah. some of those vibes, but more than anything, it reminded me of, and now, you know, of course, it makes sense. When I first started it, I was like, this reminds me of Johnny Quest. And then I was like, yes, oh. I started doing some research on it. And I was like, oh, I know why now. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So so this one for me growing up, we had a couple of the VHSs at church. And this wasn't like one that we watched a lot. But if I was ever at like someone else's church or at like a big youth event when they would put something on. It was rare, but if it was ever this, I was like, let's go. Like, let's go. Let's get it. Like, Mm -hmm. I, this was my favorite. And for some reason, it was really hard to find Mm -hmm. in like the late 90s, early 2000s. So, like, I think I remember I'd only seen the Christmas one. So I thought that it was just like a special that some company had done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is great. And then I think the second one I saw was this episode that we're going to talk about today, David and Goliath. Mm And I was like, oh, this is so good. And then this is embarrassing. I'm, I'm going to bear my shame here. But uh, I, this is why I host this show. <sighs> so in eighth grade, they released a couple of them on DVD. And I was just at Walmart one time. And I like freaked out because I was like, oh, my gosh. And they're going for like five bucks a pop. Huh. So I think I like emptied out my wallet, like just buying all of them. <laughs> and I re- <laughs> And I remember as like a 12 to 13 year old, like being so excited to get, to get home and watch like the greatest adventures from the Bible, Moses and, like, and all the other ones. And like, I felt so lame, but I don't know. There's just something about this series that really uh, resonates with me. But before we, we get too far into it, uh, folks, the premise of the show is we have three high school students. Question mark. Yeah, who... No. Yeah, because in the Esther episode, Margo goes, I haven't even finished high school yet. And I was like, oh, for real? So why are they like archaeologists? I don't know. They're teenagers. Maybe they're on a field trip. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. Because you are young. Amen. Amen. So it's it's one where... Convicted by the pastor. They... they, So they, they go back... These three characters, they go back in time... And they see a different Bible story, not every week, every VHS, because it wasn't like a weekly yeah, are show. They, are they stuck in this land? Like I don't know. Do they ever find like- their way back? Because like no, it ends with like the story of Easter, and they're just like, okay, well, goodbye, everyone. Let's keep going. And then they yeah, end up with David and Goliath, which is like thousands of years <laughs> apart from yeah. us. yes, yes. That's the thing, like, because the episodes are like creation, mm-hmm. Noah. Mo- Joseph, Moses. So it's like, how are they getting there? We can we can come back to that at the end. Yeah, I had some questions too because at the end he <laughs> says, uh, "Margot, Moki, come on, we have a long way to go," and they just walk yeah. off. I don't think it's ever explained, but this is also one like, "Hey, I'm eight, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm here for I'm here for the hyper violence in a <laughs> in the Bible." <laughs> animated special yeah but i mean you know listening audience not to oversimplify the plot it is quite literally the story of david and goliath um 
So what did we, what are some things that we liked about this episode? So I liked it. I loved how nostalgic it felt, but at the same time, it's like you, so like there are a couple of scenes right off the top after the intro where they were showing the, uh, the Philistines attacking the village where Mm -hmm. like it was panning across the matte painting. And I could, it just felt, I was just like, that's straight up Scooby-Doo. That is straight up like so many Hanna-Barbera matte painting, you know, background pans that I've grown up watching. (laughs) But at the same time, you could tell that because I think this one came out in like what, 85, 86. I think so. so. You could tell that because that's like, you know, 20 years later after some of these, after the, the 60s, when most of those perks <laughs> cartoons came out, you could tell that they've like gotten better. And so that was, right. that was really cool seeing like for me, because I still got, it, it felt like a really good animation experience to watch. Yes. Um, but it still very, very much had that classic kind of feel of, you know, waking up early at my Nana's house in 1997 on Saturday morning and turning on Cartoon Network and watching, you know, all those classics. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, pastor, pastor Jimmy. Yeah. I, and I, here's something that I, I kind of want to put out a little bit, not to like jump in head first. I think we were talking a while ago about could there be a show that's in the middle of like VeggieTales and like the Passion of the Christ or something Mm. like that. Like something that Mm. doesn't sugarcoat the story as much. And watching this last night, I was like, I feel like aside from the three with the time travel element, the story's kind of like right on the nose. And I feel like it's, but I also was like, but I don't know if you could get like, a 10 year old to really take this seriously. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And also a, a, a 10 year old today, as opposed to yeah. a 10 year old well, yeah. in 85 or the nineties. But yeah. I, I like how you said that somewhere between passion of the Christ and veggie tales, there exists <laughs> something. If there are two extremes, there's something in the middle and mm-hmm. yeah, you might've found it. Uh, yeah i like that it you almost don't need the three like you could just do the veggie tales like go back and or have them um just have the characters have the story but um mm-hmm. it's fun i wondered that i because i i've i've been on both sides of the line with like do you need the three mm-hmm. i don't know i think you do like mm-hmm. i think you need an on-ramp to like go on the journey with these characters. Cause I think if they had just done like a string of Bible VHSs without those three, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have that same. I don't think we'd be as excited to come back for more maybe. Yeah. And that familiarity maybe. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. where are they going to go next? You would definitely right, yeah. want to update some of the, uh, the banter to be a little bit more modern now. And, and <laughs> yeah. Moki, and Moki probably can't be in the show. Uh, <laughs> wasn't, I was going to say, let's not jump ahead. Yep. Or at least, I mean, uh, that's a given. That's a given. That's a given. <laughs> it's the elephant in yeah, the room. We got to bring it up. Turn that's what sold Moki. me. We got to that part. And you're like, you're like, Jim, do you have, what are you doing this Thursday? I was like, I don't know. I was like, you sent me this video. You sold me at Moki. <laughs> you got me. Zach. Turn, yes. turn Moki into like, Margot's younger brother Mo, who like accidentally <laughs> joined them on their um archaeological dig yeah. uh, by, accident. by accident. And um yeah, yeah. he just happened upon it. Yeah. Yeah. And there brilliant. you go. <laughs> there it is. Take yeah. out any racial stereotype. <laughs> but the problem is is he's also one hundred percent of the personality because you have like Derek is essentially a slightly more boring Fred from Scooby Doo. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. you're right. <laughs> and I would say, and Margot is kind of like woke Daphne in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah. So no, Moki like a, is 100% of your personality. She's definitely like a Daphne Velma hybrid. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm smart, but I also have a real short haircut. <laughs> That's fashionable. <laughs> not that Daphne's not smart. Yeah. This is not the Daphne. Oh, late. Oh, here's tear down. Here's something I'd be interested uh, in bringing up. Also, <laughs> this was I was nerding out so hard last night. Yeah. Probably, probably over nothing. But I'll just add that. But 
I love screenwriting and I love like looking into screenwriting. So watching it with like adult eyes, I was like, that's interesting. You showed Goliath like right away because every cartoon, it's like you save him and you kind of jaws him. Mm-hmm. And then you see him fight like all the, the six Philistines at the same time. And you're like, huh, they're showing him a lot. Mm. And then it kind of like hit me. I'm like, oh, because he's not who you're supposed to. You don't have to be afraid of Goliath. And it's like they kind of wait and show David because it's like he's the one who's actually like not you have to be afraid of him, but he's the one who has like the power in the situation. And I thought like just the contrast was so clever of like we see Goliath literally fighting six of his fellow soldiers versus David like protecting his sheep, you know, protecting Mm -hmm. these three strangers he's never met. So I was like, it's it's just like good writing. It's clever, Mm -hmm. I think. No, and I actually, I didn't really think of that the first time that I watched mm. it through. So, but now that you mentioned it, it's like, yeah, no, they <laughs> they knew what they wanted the focus of the show to be. They knew mm-hmm. what they what the key elements of the whole episode needed to revolve around. And sure. so you start off with the antagonist and the threat, and you you. And it starts it off with the impetus of, okay, what's going to take this down? And then yeah. we're slow to reveal first this, this young boy who defends. The, There's a kid out there throwing rocks at the lion. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's walking into the throne room where he might get killed by the king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say uh, specifically with Saul, I don't know. In my mind, everything I had been taught about Saul did not fit the picture of the Saul depicted here, which is fine. Really? Um, Like, that's not a problem, but I'm not making it an issue. I'm just observing that. I think people really, in my own teaching, like, of what I've learned growing up, people really highlighted that Saul was um, very timid and almost too much of a coward. And then he became angry, like, way after david was like in the picture mm. like pa- pastor jimmy can you confirm or den- <laughs> yeah jimmy recite the bible Re- for recite us recite the all right so starting in in first samuel we we get this picture yeah i don't know that's also a part yeah i don't know when when saul goes crazy because this isn't yeah. like chasing david uh hiding in the caves so i don't we'd have to just yeah. that could we could do some fact checking there but yeah he's Maybe if he's not gone yet, because he also has like a good ending in here too. He still looks kind of upstanding. Yeah. He's just kind of off. So maybe they're kind of just hinting like, are, is there, do they follow up? Is there another David episode? No, not like David and, um, no. okay. Cause then you so can. I think the next one is Samson because kids love Samson. Kids love Samson. Also, my only other exposure to Saul is Archibald Asparagus. So like. <laughs> Not, Keep that in mind as well. Not, take, take I, my. Very different depictions. Yeah. yeah. But I will say on that note, Hannah, I about how they interpret the characters, I feel like they kind of demystified David a little bit. Like just a description where his brother says um, he's being modest. He plays very well and makes up his own songs. Because I think like you think about David as like the psalmist. But when you think of it as like he's a guy who like just wrote songs like he was a songwriter, like a singer songwriter. It was like, oh, that's that's really cool. And I think like sneakily the episode talks about like the value that music has in mm-hmm. like a community of believers and like because i think this is gonna the episode 100 percent was not trying to say this but this is what i took from it like i think so much time we spend time going like oh we sing too much in church like oh we do this too much so this is a, a nice like little like no like that's you know also very valuable in like a worship setting it makes crazy people sleep. Stop, stop go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> much like my, much like my my preaching. I also loved oh. how they partied. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we're having all of our friends together for music, <laughs> dancing, drink. I like, yeah, I like the food that they ate: cheese, corn, bread. bread. Yeah, <laughs> all the staples. Mm-hmm. Zach looked me dead in the eyes when they said cheese, corn, and bread, and he was like. Your dream feast. <laughs> this, this is what you, that's all you want in life. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's not the, the Daniel fast. I want to go on the David fast. There <laughs> you go. I want to eat cheese, corn, Amen. and bread. Sign me up. And yeah. let's eat all the, the grains, carbs, and dairy. Yep. Let's go. 
It Amen. was it was very like it's cheese biblical. and bread. Yeah. Corn? <laughs> Corn. Yeah. I don't know if they had that in back in the day, but hey, hey you never know. Yeah. I also what did we think of the, the confrontation between David and Goliath? I like the lead up to it where you can, yeah. where each instance of Goliath showing up, you can see David getting more and more ticked off. Like, yeah, why is yeah. like, first it shows up and he's like, he's confused. He doesn't know what's going on. The second time Goliath shows up, he's like, he's, he's in the middle of the soldiers ready to go. And then yeah. no one yeah. does anything. And then the, by the time the third one rolls around, he's, you know, out there. And so I, that's, I really liked that whole thing and then of course you know what in the midst of the actual confrontation itself um you know they couldn't have it be too you know they, it fell to some old animation tropes with like the, <laughs> the constantly switching back to two people getting ready and or like i the, did or, yeah go ahead sorry well i was i was saying i did like what exactly what you were saying like for the first time i feel like I've been preached so much like, can you imagine how scared those soldiers were? But like, for this was the first time I was watching. I was like, I'm kind of with David. Like, y'all, y'all are just going to let him stand here and yell at you for 40 days. <laughs> like, like, I got that vibe of this is like, no one's even going to try to do something maybe. Uh, and then I loved, like, I feel like most of the times it's like, David is like, oh, I'm really scared, but I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. I like that in this one. Like, he is like when Goliath's like, uh, you're coming at me with a stick. And he's like, cool, don't need it. <laughs> like, I loved his boldness that, like, he's going back and forth with him. I was like, this is, like, this is cool. And it's in the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I will say I was not expecting <laughs> Goliath to die like that. <laughs> like, I was expecting him, like, the little, the hit and then... <laughs> He exploded. Yeah. The man exploded. <laughs> Lots of blood. With, I think I audibly screamed. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. With Hanna Barbera yeah. sound effects, like bing, 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 bang. The spear sound effect was one of my yeah. favorite yeah. things in like, the whole, yes. the whole zoop, episode. Zoop. I loved it. It was so good. <laughs> like, how many times uh, has that sound effect been yeah. used from the Hanna Barbera library whenever, like, Fred? through something or like from the 60s yeah <laughs> but they run away mm-hmm. yes yes well obviously i i love this this show mm-hmm. but um let's get into some of the things that maybe um we weren't crazy about just smoky <laughs> is that is that is it that short am i missing out on anything what did you think yeah I yeah no Moki is kind of my biggest complaint out of the whole yeah. thing because the the entire rest of it it's so hard to to hate on it because it it has so much of that Hanna Barbera nostalgia to mm. it the whole thing but then you get to Moki but even then it was hard for me to like to really hate on Moki because he's voiced by Rob Paulson exactly and it's yeah, just, exactly it's, you got Yakko spitting it out right yeah Yakko Warner and also Haji from Johnny Quest he'd still but also, <laughs> yeah. but also Pinky too right yeah Pinky from Pinky in the yeah. Rain legend yeah no like if if you had a childhood in the 90s then you know Rob Paulson even if you don't know yeah. Rob Paulson mm-hmm. so it's just mm-hmm. yeah that's one of those wild things it's just like really really <laughs> Every time he got a chuckle out of me, I was so upset. Yeah. Like, what kind of cereal like the, does he eat for breakfast? I'm using that. I'm stealing yeah. that. I mean, the uh, there's a kid out there throwing rocks at the lion. I just thought was I was like, that's so funny to me. Oh man, I mean, it's 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 challenging. It's 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 challenging. But again, I I don't think Margot or Derek are like. The dynamic ends up like they do something, they do something, and then Moki like walks face first into like a you know a, a tent flap or something like that. It's you've yeah. got straight man, straight woman, and then like it's it's the rule of thirds, you know, it's the rule <laughs> yeah. of threes yeah. where yeah. it's like you've got two serious things and then like on the very very end. And unfortunately mm-hmm. for, <laughs> I mean, they could have the tempest it and just had you know <laughs> one of them is very serious and the other two are are funny, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it it is what it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, can we talk about 
I don't know. The voice acting in a few places, it definitely sounds like they were recording, like, I don't know where they recorded Goliath, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like, my man, like, are you like in a cave or something? And also like some of the, I don't want to slam dunk on the voice acting because you want it over the top, mm-hmm. but particularly the guy who played Saul, like <laughs> every line, I was like, "Oh, this is this is not good." Yeah, yeah. crazy Saul, crazy Saul, crazy Saul. No, no Archibald. No, no Archibald. No Archibald Asparagus. But again, it's I, it's still one of those hallmarks from animation of that yes. day. I mean, like <laughs> that's true. That's true. We go back and we'll listen to like you know what like what it uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Like you watch yes. you watch that, <laughs> and some of the like it sounds like the 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 pop filter was you know a a, a thick sweater, <laughs> or like in the and they're in the middle of a concrete room, and so it, but you still it still has that nostalgia factor, so it's hard to hate on it. Right, it is by today's stamp, but like you know, even then though, it's still just like yeah, it's challenging. I mean, it's it was the eighties; they had better facilities available to them. By that <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Another interesting thing Hannah brought up, like she was citing moments in VeggieTales Dave and the Giant Pickle that she enjoyed. Mm. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to say it's apples and oranges to compare this to VeggieTales because I feel like they could play for the same audience. But I feel like VeggieTales, and and this is not a knock on the show, any chance that they have to make a joke, they're going to, they're going to do it. And that's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have an issue with it. This one, I feel they're, and I get that Moki is your comic relief. That's not lost on me. But I feel like this one like has moments where, like the whole time where they're explaining to David, like King Saul is upset with you because the prophet Samuel said you were going to be the next king, and like it doesn't cut to Moki going like the next king. Oh man! <laughs> it's like they let that happen, and then go into the next scene where he might get killed while he's singing. Uh, you know, his song. Mm-hmm. So I liked that it kind of wasn't afraid to let us sit in like some discomfort, maybe. Yeah, they're completely different approaches. Yeah. 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 If we think uh, maybe Veggie Tales, like you put on for like a good time. Like, sure. yeah, you're, you're going, you're going in, you just want to eat some popcorn and you want to sing some silly songs and have and learn about the Bible a little bit. This is like maybe the Bible study cartoon. It's a little more serious in tone. So we're not putting it on uh, in the nursery on on Sunday morning or in Sunday school. But we're like, oh, here we read, you know, the story of David and Goliath. And now let's watch it in a cartoon that's pretty accurate and serious in tone. I don't know. Hmm. It's the middle. It's it's VeggieTales, Fashion of the Christ. And now we have the great adventures. It's right (laughs) in the... Well, and, well, and I think that that gets into kind of like my big question is, do you, because this one has, I mean, as evidence that none of the three of you knew about it, and most people I talk to don't, don't know about it, it clearly hasn't stood the test of time, and I don't even know how popular it ever got, but... Um, well, being direct to VHS, I think, also has a part of that. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I oh, guess a, a lot of Christian content was direct to home media. I, uh, I mean, Veggie Tales was, yeah. and McGee and Me was, and Three Two One Penguins, Bible Man, like that was kind of the norm. Yeah, but like I don't, I almost wonder how much like marketing might have played a part in that because, sure. like I remember going to family Christian stores growing up, and there are displays, massive displays for everything yeah. Big Idea Productions, and then Bible Man had all the extra merch, and like even mm-hmm. Story Keepers had like whole you know big displays to it, and like. And then now that I mentioned family Christian stores, I think I might vaguely remember seeing this, but like, I don't remember mm. there being much hype around right. this as well. And so I wonder how much, even despite it being Hanna-Barbera, uh, sure. how much, you know, marketing hype or lack thereof might've played a part in that as well. Yeah. The most engagement that I found while doing my research online, like the audience that seems to not enjoy, but seems to kind of, talk about this most are like people who are massive animation fans and are like remember when Hanna-Barbera did that you know straight to VHS Christian thing 
which which again because Joseph Barbera not he, as he said I wasn't like a churchgoer or anything I was just moved by like the power of religion so mm-hmm. kind of I also feel like DreamWorks and uh you know Prince of Egypt I guess oh yeah absolutely yeah and I don't want to say they don't treat it with like too much reverence but I think because the story comes first you know what I mean I think that's maybe why it's as accurate as you were talking about Jimmy because they're not also trying to like slide in their agenda for for lack of whatever it's like here's like because if you're not a believer here's a really cool story and enjoy you're <laughs> you right know? yeah there is no come to jesus moment at the end there all right we'll see you next time we we gotta go so yeah mm-hmm. yeah interesting yeah. yeah i mean yeah. there is one in the christmas episode where moki cries during the birth of jesus but like oh. that's the probably the most heavy-handed the show gets yeah. big character arc for moki man <laughs> he, he learned big some character. things he yeah, the only one crying. Oh. <laughs> this is something you put on to learn. Hmm. Sure. Well, you, yeah. like n- not like in a bad way. Like you're you're learning more about this. You know, we watch this for magic. This is the Sunday school legend. Are you doing the AMC thing again? Only <laughs> <laughs> to say was the word magic. They are. <laughs> we watch this to laugh, hmm. to cry, to care, <laughs> because we need that. I I just All heard that us. in the I heard that in the Moki accent in my head for a oh, second. No. <laughs> oh no! Now I must stop. Hop <laughs> so, on the brakes. We're yeah. Good. yeah. Well, so I'm just I'm I'm curious. Like, if you put this on in the Sunday school room today, like this Sunday, how do you think it goes over? That's interesting because you said your 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 niece loved it. Right, six years old. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something there, but there's no toys. There's no other kids that that would be a. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like because this style of animation isn't really seen all that much anymore. And because it's something the kids probably have never seen before. And, you know, it also depends on the age group, age group. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's an element of like, you know, for that generation, an element of newness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be to at least sit down, engage, and be like, oh, "What's this?" And then, you know, the violence of the first act and the village attack, you know, <laughs> might, <laughs> might draw some attention. But um, no, I feel like it could. I feel like it could, mm. if if for no other reason than it's it it's something they probably haven't experienced before. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. If I say smooth and melties, does anyone know what that is? Nope. But it's out in the in the, in the script. Is it so, is it some kind of candy? It is. Okay. It's the it's the little pastel peppermint. Can you- they have the consistency of chocolate, but they taste like peppermint. Um never. You can buy them on Amazon. Yes, you can. Oh yeah. Next. Yep, 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 yep. You know what they are, Gabe? <laughs> I recognize them. I haven't had them very much, but I recognize them. I'm trying to think of a candy. Kind of like, like I th- I can't think of a more fitting candy. You haven't had it much, but you're familiar with it. Then a smooth <laughs> and melty and uh and a Hanna Barbera God cartoon. There you go. There you, uh, all right. Well, uh, you know, hey <laughs> thank you, Jimmy, for, for burying the lead there. <laughs> All right, so we'll just take what Jimmy just said and yes. add it into his uh, yes, yes. <laughs> response. Just like when they offered you more uh, smooth and melties, which uh, despite what every single person on the planet says, they are de- a delightful candy. Uh, and I guess they're only making them for me because no one else <laughs> likes them. <laughs> but uh, when I offer you more content like this, I would like for you to please give me a yes, please, or a no, thank you. So, uh, Hannah... I've got some some smooth and melties. Would you like some? Uh, yeah. I I feel bad. <laughs> I haven't. Ha- I need more exposure. So I will definitely watch another one. I remember when we were uh, preparing for the Esther episode uh, a little over a year ago, uh, which you should listen listen to. 
if you haven't. If you care uh, about women's rights, you should listen to it. Amen. Uh, <laughs> what was that one called? Uh, one Night with the King. One Night with the, the King. Yeah, with Natasha Bate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. When that came out, that was a huge deal. When that first yes, came it out. was. We ripped it to pieces. We did. <laughs> uh, I believe that was May 2021. That episode came out if you're scrolling back. But I remember Zach watched. I watched the VeggieTales one because, again, it's there. You you grew up with it, you know, um, in reference to One Night with the King and just putting it together. And I remember Zach watching the Esther episode of this. Um, so I've seen bits and pieces of it and I've enjoyed what I've seen, but I think I need to watch more and I'm willing to do so. So I will say, yeah, I'll have, I'll try another smooth and melty. All right. Well, uh, Pastor Jimmy, uh, do you want to sample some of the snack that we'll be giving to the children? Yeah. So, uh, I am unfamiliar with smooth and melties, but I feel like they are a familiar fixture. As, as much as I'm unfamiliar with the greatest adventure uh, Bible uh, thing, but it, the title's it, too long. I'm just feels, gonna throw that out there. It feels it feels familiar and uh, it, it feels nostalgic, even though I know I've never had them. So yes, I would like to experience some more smooth and melties, and maybe make a, a smooth and melty collage like uh, you you and Hannah did. It sounds fun. Yes, yes, thank you. All right, well, Gabe, we have uh, an abundance of these smooth and melties. Can I interest you in some? Absolutely. I love this kind of stuff from my childhood. So, like, I'm just talking with you guys, brought back up memories of some of these old shows and such that I we had on VHS and then uh, DVD and such, some of the ones that we want to keep around. So I want to try to go back and find more of those, but I'm definitely going to try to find some more of uh, some more of these greatest adventure stories, which that leads me to wonder, are there are there some not as great adventure stories? Like from where, what are those adventure stories in the Bible? <laughs> and the subpar adventure stories, like do we have those too? Right. The mediocre <laughs> adventure stories. Absalom, we could do that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm telling you. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Smooth and Melties are a favorite for me. And uh, just like just like this show, and you know, it it's one where I I love getting people to watch it, and uh, I don't know. I hope I hope it finds its audience twenty something years later. <laughs> but, but no, it's a it's one that's thirty years later. 40, oh my goodness, almost forty years later, oh, dude. No. But the video you sent oh, us no. was uploaded four weeks ago. That YouTube really? video, yeah. That's why I, asked, I know. that's why I asked if you were. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say their name or their channel and get the them YouTuber? canceled. We're about to beat on that. Demonetize or yeah, they're going to have some words. I had a real hard time finding them because I I own the whole series on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, which I told them I was like it's for teaching, but it, it's for me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I really I really enjoy this series and. You know, for only doing, I think, maybe eight to ten episodes, there aren't really any duds. Mm. Like, I would say some are definitely better than others because that's any show. But there's not really any where I watch and go, well, that was a complete waste of time. Or Like, there Mm. was nothing there. And so even though it's not necessarily made from maybe a super, like, religious lens, I think that, like... This is what I talk about all the time about just tell good stories. Like, you know, the reason Princess Cut is bad is because there's not a story. The reason Christian Mingle isn't a great movie is because there's not a story. And the reason why, like, this works is because that is their main focus on telling the story. Like, I remember um, at the end of the Samson episode, they talk about where Samson was buried. And uh, one of the adults who I was working with, he just looked at me and was like, is that true? So I think this has a way of like engaging you to explore biblical history a little bit more. And, you know, I know we talked a while ago about there's a biblical literacy problem in the world. So if you have a show that, you know, has maybe some elements that don't hold up. I had you know, I had this today. video open in one yeah. pane and I had uh, Bible Gateway open in the other because I was trying to go back and forth because with Hannah, I was like, is Saul really that crazy yet? And stuff like that. So you're right. That is, and that's a tool, if anything, to get you to crack open, open the Bible. It's amazing. Yeah. 
and that's what I'm all about. So uh, that is a, a yes, please, for me. So this game, we're going to do things a little differently this time. Zach is not going to play this game. I didn't. However, I was not told that there would be a game. So this is you. Is you it, and Jimmy shall be a team. Oh, Yay, we're that, working together. All right, this is like a surprise. Always, I'm so happy because it wasn't on the rundown. I was like, yeah. oh. I was like, I was kind of bummed. I was like, no uh, game. But yeah, because I put it together today. All right. <laughs> like all good games. I'm in. Yes. Yes. A lot of famous people. We've already talked about it. Have voiced characters throughout the series. So I'm gonna. It's kind of like two truths, one lie. Okay. So t- two names, one lie. I'm going to read three names of celebrities and you have to tell me which person did not or your guess, your best guess of which which actor did not voice a character at some point during the series. Okay. So this is the whole series. A lot of famous people ended up voicing a character. What years did the series come out? Was it 85 to 85 to 92? Okay. Yeah. You'll you definitely know some of these people. Okay. You might not know all of these people, but you definitely okay, know. Okay, yeah, Gabe, I'm leaning on you. I know like eight let's celebrities. Go. Let's, let's go. So there is a there are two new rules to this game. You get one phone a friend, which is to phone in Zach. <laughs> I don't know the answers, but like Hannah was describing the game to me. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to be really good at that. That's because why I've Zach's seen every episode. And you've seen, yeah, if you've seen every episode, like, oh, yeah, Adam Sandler played. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Um, play Joseph. Oh, Katie, you me in the hole. Let's make it. Right There's now. also there is one round. This is the other rule, kind of. I'm gonna read five groups of three names. There's one of those that all three of them did voice. So if you think the one I'm reading is actually like a trick, mm-hmm. say trick, or I think all three of them did. Okay. So I love it. Can we do? Uh, Gabe, I, I, I'm hoping that you know a lot of celebrities. Can we do a a half a phone a friend if we're just unfamiliar with the name of an actor? So like Susan Schmoozen. I'm like, we've never heard of that. And then Zach, what would I know I her from? Susan Schmoozen. Yeah, I'm like, oh, she was in. I, I Actually, feel like I think that would be I feel free. Like I can that's tell free. Them who, okay, that's free. Okay. I can tell them who people are. Okay, but I can't like actually wait. Yeah, that's in. Kimmy Gibbler. All right, I got you. Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on, I am just double checking that my names are correct. Hold on to your butts. Hold on. Okay. First round. This category is 70s child stars. Okay. So the three act actors, actresses include Robbie Benson, Helen Hunt, and David Cassidy. So we're saying the name that's not in the mm-hmm. cast. Did not, yeah. What's your best guess for someone who did not appear on this show? All right. Gabe, I hope you trust me as much as I trust me. I feel like Robbie Benson was in this episode because I, I feel think- like it was like on the title card. I know, right? I've it's- never heard that name before, but I feel like I know it now. Or maybe I'm just thinking it's Jody Benson. Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Okay. And Jody Benson's like relative. Okay. Brother, Are they really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My guess, yeah. my okay. guess for the, really? the imposter is Helen Hunt. I'm going with okay. Gabe. That's my nope. shirt. It says I'm going with Gabe. Unfortunately, <laughs> it is not Helen Hunt. It is David Cassidy. Oh, who's David Cassidy? Helen Hunt played Mary in the Nativity one. Really? Oh. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> who's Helen Hunt? Oh, no. <laughs> All right. We're off to a great start. Off to a great start. <laughs> who's going who's with David Cat? Who's David Cassidy? Who's David Cassidy? Oh, he was on... Let me double check the name of the show. He was on... Uh, the Partridge Family. Oh, okay, right. That makes um, sense. Okay. So they got like some real bananas. Like, oh, dude. Of, like real. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I almost gave some away like in my manner segment and had to message Hannah. I was like, are you going to bring these people up? And she was like, yes. Oh. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that's why you messaged me. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to be like, I want more. You've got friggin' this person and this person. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Got Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler is a little German boy. (laughs) (laughs) Timmy Gibbler is Mary. All right. This next one is. The only common thing I could find with all three of these people is that they were in 
some Disney property at some point in time. So this is a light Disney category. Ooh, okay. Gabe, you're, you're Disney. Disney. I am a Disney guy. Not, Sweet. Well, about to find out how much of a Disney guy. <laughs> so first one, Ed Asner. Asner? Uh-huh. I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dean Jones and Cloris Leachman. May we have the characters that they've played, please? Cloris Leachman is the nurse in Sky High. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Um, Ed Asner was Carl. Uh, he was Carl. Santa in Elf. Mm-hmm. He was Carl in Up. Oh. The Pixar. Mm-hmm. And Dean Jones has been in a, a lot of different... Dean Jones, actually alum of Asbury University. I really? Got, Shout I, out. I can't remember if I got to meet him when he came to campus to speak. Oh, I think I did. Awesome. He was in the, he, I believe he was the the Herbie movies. He was the main guy. Yes. In yes. the Herbie, the love bug movies. Herbie, he was in that darn cat. Oh yeah, yeah I forgot about all. Oh, there's a poster that of that on campus, but. I feel like that, that's a give me. If he went to Asbury, he was on this show. <laughs> so there's up. one. So what one was that game? <laughs> Uh, so that was like so that was Dean Jones who was Dean in all Jones. those things. All right, we got one. So now it's just it's a 50-50. So who loves Jesus more? <laughs> the Santa lady from or the nurse who loves Santa gigs more. Uh, I, I guess know. last time it's your turn. Oh man. <laughs> uh let's uh I feel like let's go with the nurse from uh Florence. No, we're guessing the one that isn't. Yeah. Santa might not have it. Maybe that's too... Ed Asner? You think he yeah. might be too big? I don't know. I, I feel bad for saying loving Jesus as our qualifier. I, do, I've, <laughs> I've, I want to rescind that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Ed Asner, what, what kind of voice? Like an old, like a well, I mean, think about Carl. Think about Carl from Up or, you know, think yeah. about... Santa Claus. He has that kind of, you know, graph, yeah. like... Yeah, so of, he could have been a cartoon. A really good yeah, impression. cartoon familiar with cartoons. <laughs> Let's do that. So, so hard. the lady so, from Sky High is not Gabe. Yes. You know what? I'll go with it. Let's say Chloris did not make it in. Chloris. But you still love Jesus, Chloris, I hope. That, <laughs> I don't think she's with us anymore. I don't think she's with well, us, yeah, maybe she. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that is correct. Chloris Leachman <laughs> did not. <laughs> I love this scene. Nice. Right. Nice. Let's confirm. It, so, was, it was so hard when you said Ed Asner for me not to be like, it's Ed, it's Ed, it's Ed. <laughs> So he voiced Joshua. Yeah. Okay. And um Dean Jones. Uh he did a bunch. He was a king. That's not Xerxes. Ahasuerus. Yes, in uh <laughs> Esther. All right. Ah. <laughs> king Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus. All right. Next one is Familiar voices. That's Familiar the name voices. of the category. Okay. I have to like hide my face because I'm afraid I'm revealing too much. I get <laughs> oh. excited. <laughs> oh, there's also a round where okay. all three of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. James Earl Jones, Ooh. James Whitmore, and Jeffrey Tambor. Okay, who are the last two? Uh, Jeffrey Tam- Jeffrey Tambor has done a lot of these kind of like semi villainous kind of roles. Like he was the mayor of Whoville in the the Jim Carrey Grinch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Okay. He was the Tangled. He was the senator guy in the second Hellboy movie. Uh, okay. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I think you'd recognize him. Yeah. Who was the other one, Hannah, that you mentioned? Uh, the, I mentioned the middle one. Two James. Two James. Yeah, James, James Jones, Jones and James Whitmore. Whitmore James. is less like, oh, that, but he was he was in, if you ever saw Where the Red Fern Grows, the old one. Yeah. Well, he was in Shawshank yeah. Redemption. That's true. He was, Planet yeah. Planet of the Apes. So shame on me. <laughs> where the Red Fern. I'm looking at his. Uh, She's where my brain goes Oklahoma. To. Oklahoma. Kiss Me Kate. Uh, the Greatest Adventures Ever Told. <laughs> Are you thinking you can trick me? <laughs> no. Um, She'll forget that she's doing a game. I'm like, yep, just keep reading down. Get, yeah, let's get down to the 80s, the 90s. Uh, um, Gabe, what do we say? Oh, man. See, like, James Earl Jones would be a get. Yeah. Would, like a uh, powerful. He'd make a Very good Goliath. So. He, he would have made a good Saul. 
No, maybe. I don't know. Who his, these are characters who are already taken. Moses, James Earl Jones, as is back in the eighties. By this point, you know, Star like, Wars was Star out. Wars is out, mm-hmm. and I think like when did when was Hunt for Red October? I think it was before. I think it was eighty three, maybe. Okay, so yeah, so Jer- James Earl Jones would have definitely been a catch for this series. So I feel like he might have been just a little bit too big. So maybe, or they could be trying to trick us with this one. And this, yeah, one maybe it's all three. three. Do we want to use yeah, the all three it, on just, this one? Yeah, it's just a voice. Yeah, right. Yeah, you also have a you also have a phone a friend. I'll, or do we want to yeah, phone sure. a friend on this one? Do I want to say? Uh, I'm showing my hand. I'd like to save the phone a friend for the last round. Okay, okay. good idea. Okay, <laughs> that's that was my game plan. I don't know if we shared that. So do it. Yeah, this is now our game plan. We've adopted yeah. it, locked we, in. We, okay. All right. So James, I feel like he, he would have did it. He, he loves Jesus. Right? <laughs> yeah. So are you saying it's... He, he's in it. He's in it. So it's just the other Jimmy and the the, uh, the Whoville guy. Yeah. Who, uh, Mayor Whoville? I feel like... Yeah, think, let's say Jeffrey Tambor. I don't... Let's... Yeah. You want to say him not... He's not the one? Yeah, let's go with it. We got to go with the answer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. James Tambor. No. All three of them. Can I wait? Can I say? Can I say who James Earl Jones is? Moses. Yeah. He's he's Pharaoh in in that one, uh, and James Whitmore is Moses. Uh, I got the story. I got the casting right. I'd be bad at my job at that and job. But <laughs> Jeffrey uh, played. I have the list right here. Hold on. That whole episode is just like mainly Pharaoh talking. So you could tell that they were like. Hey everyone! We've got him. We, we, need we to got use him, him as much as possible. <laughs> his yeah. his name is bigger than the greatest uh, love story ever written <laughs> on the on the VHS box. It's James Earl Jones. <laughs> isn't so, this one? Isn't Jeffrey Tambor was Eli in the Nativity and Peter in the Easter Story? Ah. Yes, he was Eli in the Nativity. Oh my goodness, he was. Oh that that's funny to me now. Nice. Okay. Who spoke against King Herod? <laughs> All, All right, right. Gabe, we're down two to one. Two more. Yeah. We have two more categories. I okay. believe in us. Next one is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. I'm right. so excited. I'm so excited. So we have Susan Sarandon, oh. Tim Curry, and Barry Bostwick. Okay. I'm going to say that Tim Curry was in it because he, you, like, Tim Curry is everywhere he keeps popping up in all of these like random little ips that i've never heard of like i was like when i first discovered burn gully i was surprised that mm. he was he was the voice of what like toxis or something like that the the gasoline fume monster yes awesome. uh, so right I'm, up his alley oh yeah so i'm gonna say tim curry was in mm-hmm. this okay yeah uh, so that leaves Barry and Susan. S- Susan, who would you cast? Susan Schmoozen. Susan, <laughs> we, we found her. Susan Schmoozen. <laughs> Susan Schmoozen, that famous Bible character. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. When you said Susan, I thought you were about to say Sarandon, and I was gonna be like, <gasps> "You never <laughs> know my game." Does, it, does does he? And is that all the clues that we need, Gabe? It might be. Susan and Tim. Yeah. If you're comfortable with that, I am. This is the penultimate round. Mm -hmm. And if we lose now. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's lock it in. Barry Bostwick is Joseph. Susan Sarandon was not. I thought that's what we were were guessing. I thought we were saying that Susan was wasn't the one who was in it. Oh, we were a split vote because we weren't on the same okay. page. Oh, well, then I would say, you, yeah, you get the yeah. point for that. I would, say Tim, I would say Tim Curry was the one they weren't going to buy, so the, I would give it. I would give them the point. Yeah. Tim Curry plays the devil in the of uh, course he does. Episode. Of course, and he Judas does. Iscariot. I love it. And, Ju- and Judas Iscariot. Of that's course, right. like he he yeah. would sign You're- up for those roles. <laughs> Also, I almost—I didn't g- want to say it earlier, but I, I completely agree, Gabe. Like he, I, I think he's done so many voice acting gigs that like it just fits in. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hannah, are you gonna bring up the person I just messaged you? Because I want to. I tell. am. Is it Kimmy okay, Gibbler? I won't say anything. 
Kimmy Gibbler, Danny Tanner. No. <laughs> I, I won't Michelle say Tanner. Oh, wait, this is my phone of friends. Yes. So I Dude, you're in it. You're on the team right now. I get yeah. to play yeah. on this You're now on the team Mary for this round. Kate Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen, <laughs> Ashley Olsen. Um, okay, no. The last category is other because I couldn't find something um, common between the three people. So, we have Tony J, Joanne Worley, and Harold Gould. Gould. I know Tony J is for sure, a hundred percent. That locks it down. Mm. I'm unfamiliar with the other two. Me too. So, um, I feel like I saw Harold Gould's name in one. Harold Gould. Um, I know him best from the Golden Girls. Okay. Who was the other one? Uh, Joanne Worley. She was a uh, actress and comedian. Very quirky personality. She was on Laughing. Um, she did a lot of like game show stuff. I I think I'm gonna say, oh gosh, what if I tanked? What if I ruined it? Yeah, because we're I know I Tony we're J right now. Tony J is the voice of God in Jonah, and like the voice of Caiaphas in the Easter episode, mm. which is weird mm. casting. <laughs> So Tony J is for sure. Judge Claude Ferrello is for sure. Wait a minute. What? Is it all three? No, it's because we've already done that one. I just found Did this you, out. What? As I was trying to find Did more things. Did you make things. a mistake? No, no, no. That's another all three. Harold Gould is the grandpa in Freaky Friday. That's right. Ah. The Lindsay Lohan one. Based nice. on that, I'm going to say he was in this then. Okay. I'm, Fair. I'm, I'm it just feels right. That one. It just feels right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, we did it. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> Who was Harold Gould? He played. Was he a bit player? Um, hold on. Oh, yeah, he was in the main. He was Benjamin in the Miracle of Jesus. Oh. <laughs> As like a kid? Oh no 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 no! Because he's the old guy. Okay, never mind. I'm talking about episodes no one's seen. Okay. <laughs> Right, we all remember that that episode. Of course, we all you remember that, right? Classic, yeah. Of course. Pat, uh, Gabe, can I can I say Hannah messaged me at the beginning and she said, "Is Gabe gonna know all the answers to the game?" You were you were name dropping <laughs> and fact dropping, and I was like, he, if, he "I feel like he did too much research. I had, uh, not too much, but he d- he did enough that he would see who was this in the episode, show." Episode, not the, <laughs> not the rest. <laughs> Well, well, folks, uh, in conclusion, this one isn't super easy to find, but it is worth the hunt, in my opinion. So, I mean, it's uh, on YouTube, so it's easier to find. <laughs> that's true. Now. It, I will say on YouTube, it comes and goes quite a bit, mm-hmm. so someone is gatekeeping. Um, but you know who's not gatekeeping th- this pod? That was the worst Jesus. segue ever. Yeah, Jesus, exactly. Uh, Gabe, Gabe, thank you so much for being a, a guest on the show. I, I had a moment where I was like, uh, Gabe's going to be on this one. And Hannah was like, is he interested in animation? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like he'd be a good guest. And then on your show, you're talking about the Lego movie. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Okay. I was like, he's not someone who's like, I hate it. I mean, no, I want to be a voice actor professionally eventually. That's what I want to oh, do awesome. as my career. I uh, think I heard that. And that might be why that clicked in my head with like animation. <laughs> but no, thank you yeah. so much yeah. for having me. Like, is like ever first off those those readings because I know it's more we've done technically two. I think yeah. these Shakespeare readings together, and I had such a blast because like we clicked like that in yeah. in, yeah. in Tempest. Um, and then when I heard you were doing this, I was I was secretly you know fingers crossed, kind of hoping that I would I would be invited <laughs> on to the podcast someday. And so. Oh. This is a this is a dream come true, a definite well, uh, dream well, come true. Yeah. When you're here, you're family. The first time What's you're a guest, the second time you're family. Yeah, <laughs> there you so go. You're... So yeah, ooh, I think I think I have Gabe in my mind for the Christmas, uh, the two hour Christmas special. Woo! I'm down. I, I am I gotta so Christmas down. Beast. Watching, but yeah. Christmas beast. Christmas beast. It's, uh, On, that episode, I don't think we know what we're doing yet. That episode though. is such a pain to edit, but it's always like my favorite. I love it. We <laughs> listen to it year round in the car. Mm-hmm, Christmas shoes. It's very powerful. Oh. Yeah. But uh, Gabe, aside from your, your podcast, which we'll put in the episode notes, is there anything else that you would like to plug? Uh, nothing much right now. The podcast, uh, Two Starving Artists, is the big one. We're trying to, like I said, we're only, as of right now, two episodes in. 
as far as what's available. By the time people are uh, listening to this on release, we should hopefully have five up. Uh, so there'll be, you know, uh, some listening content for your uh, for your drives to and from work once you're done listening to Godfellas. So uh, <laughs> please, you know, thank you for giving us a listen. Give us a follow on uh, on Spotify. It really helps. Absolutely. Uh, Pastor Jimmy, Reverend Jimmy, Father Jimmy, is there anything that you would like to plug? Yeah, uh, you know, always just your your relationship with God and reading the Bible and prayer and uh, maybe after listening to this episode, find something you do routinely that you can pray while doing, whether it be washing the dishes or brushing your teeth or taking out the trash. Try to maybe if you think about that thing and pray while you're doing it. If your your prayer life is struggling, maybe that's a little, you know, spark to to get the fire going. Mm. Yes, indeed, man. Uh, we'll also put a link to your church in the, uh, in the show notes. <laughs> donut day tomorrow. If you, two weeks ago, you, mis- you missed it. You missed donut. You missed donut day. Day. Travel day. back in time Travel to June third. Yeah, yes. Jeff, come back June second next year. <laughs> uh, H- Hannah. Yes. Um, well, as always, I'll plug at Godfellas the Pod on Instagram. I also Whoop. want to plug our. Uh, relative to Godfellas at the Honey Initiative. Oh. oh. <laughs> Can I call it a relative? Sure. That's our, um, that's Zach and I's page for our worship leading. Um, it's still pretty new, although by the time this comes out, Zach and I will have just been at a very big conference where um, I've been worship leading at, so we'll probably have some more content up around there and have some... Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and we have some exciting things coming up this summer uh, that we just want to share. And if you're ever looking for someone to lead worship at your church or um, place of work, camp, community center, etc., uh, you can reach us at that at the Honey Initiative on Instagram. Uh, and and I would like to plug Valley Heart, uh, their new album, uh, which is brand new. Uh, if you like indie rock, you should definitely check it out. It's very good. If you are uh, working through your faith, they are a very interesting listen. So check out Valley Heart. But until next time, folks, I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Mr. Jimmy. I've been Miss Hannah. And I've been Mr. Gabe. Well, the adventure is over. We're all heading home. But I hope you know friends you're never the other day Zach and I found smooth and melties at the grocery store and we bought them and within like two hours they were completely melted into like a sea of this pastel melted chocolate they were smooth and melty (laughs) yeah yeah and Zach was so sad but I had so much fun just like (laughs) turning it around that had nothing to do with this um I just want to share that (laughs) 